Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. And today we're talking about quite a few things, but we're really focusing on our Second Amendment rights when it comes to firearms. There's so many things that are changing in the landscape when it comes to our Second Amendment rights, and we're so excited to have Kirk Evans here. And Kirk is the president of U.S. Law Shield. And if you're not familiar with that, is it is a national legal defense for self-defense program. And believe it or not, already they have over 700,000 members. We should also mention that uh, Kirk is also an attorney and practiced law in Texas for 25 plus years, graduating from A&M University. Love it. And also attended law school at the University of Houston. So Kirk, thank you so much for being on the program today. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. So for our listeners who might not be familiar, let's just start by talking a little bit about U.S. Law Shield. I mean, there's so many different organizations out there. Some of them, you know, uh, folks might say are a little too much. But U.S. Law Shield, as I've done my research, really is kind of um, everybody's organization when it comes to our Second Amendment rights and all the things that are changing in so many states. So talk a little bit about what your focus is there. Uh, sure. Our focus is two, uh, twofold. One side is providing uh, legal defense for anybody who has to defend themselves or others. You pay a small monthly fee, and for that you'll get uh, a lawyer start to finish if you ever have to defend yourself for others. The other half of that is education. Um, education is a cornerstone, and we provide uh, live in-person events, publications, gun law books, uh, state-specific content, and then legal updates, as you know, every every seems like every day there's a change to gun law somewhere in the United States, and mm-hmm. we want to keep you updated on that. So let's go back to, to the legal defense piece. Um, why would somebody buy into that? And can you give us an example of, of somebody who might have utilized that? Uh, sure, I could give you a couple thousand examples. I know, of I'm sure you could. Might have utilized that. Um, so it's a, it's a broad spectrum. So there are folks who uh, just want to... Um, be able to talk to an attorney and know uh, the gun laws in their states, where they can carry, uh, how you know how they can carry, 
uh, when they, you know, if they might have to use it, they just want to sort of know the law. And then, of course, there's the more extreme circumstance of, uh, you know, somebody defending themselves from a criminal and uh, getting getting charged with the crime. We just had a case a couple of weeks ago um, where, um, you know, we absolutely thought it was a clear cut, cut uh, excuse me, clear cut case of self-defense. Uh, prosecutor was absolutely convinced this was murder. Um, would not drop the charges. Went all the way to the, you know, to the jury, and the jury uh, you know, uh, rendered a non-guilty verdict in about an hour, and could not believe that the prosecutor had even brought the case. Um, so it just, you know, there's there's a million reasons why you would need this type of coverage. You know, one of the one of the questions I have is, um, for example. Um, I was talking to a police officer and they said, even if you're in a self-defense situation, right? Even if you're in your own home defending yourself. If uh, someone is shot, meaning they are hit with a bullet, mm -hmm. you, you are going to the grand jury. It doesn't matter if it's a grandmother defending herself from a, a drug cartel, uh, you are going to the grand jury. Um, in most cases, if someone is shot, you will be detained, almost certainly handcuffed mm -hmm. until the police can sort out what was going on. Um, so I, I guess, you know, arrested in the sense that most people think of it, yes, you're probably going to be detained, handcuffed, and questioned uh, until police can sort things out. You know, and that's the scary part. And you think about the cost of litigation, right? You're defending yourself. You know, you're a licensed firearm owner, which in my case, that's why I have one, is for self-defense. And and then you look at the cost that would be incurred to go through that process to get all the way to a grand jury. I mean, the cost of membership totally overweighs what the end ticket of that would be, right? No, that's, that's the case. Even if, uh, let's just say it's a, uh, I pulled, pulled my gun out and the bad guy ran away. Uh, we, you know, highly one highly recommend that you consult a lawyer in that circumstance, um, because the other guy is certainly not going to agree that he was the bad guy, and mm -hmm. he's going to say some crazy guy was waving a gun around, and the police are going to come talk to you. So we recommend you talk to a lawyer, even in that circumstance, and just you know, two hours with the lawyer there is probably going to run you five hundred to a thousand dollars. Right. Whereas our, you know, our monthly fee starts as low as ten ninety five, and basically uh, you could have almost a lifetime membership, and uh, it would be under the cost of just talking to a lawyer for an hour. Or two. Right, it's almost like a doctor on call, right? They have these subscriptions too, where if you've got a medical question, you've got a doctor on call. And the interesting thing that I heard you just say, Kirk, it doesn't always have to involve a discharge of a firearm. Um, there can be other circumstances where you can find yourselves in a legal situation, correct? That is correct. In fact, large, uh, large portion of our cases are people simply displaying or threatening to use a weapon to deter the threat. And obviously, the, the bad guy does not, you know, go to the uh, go to the police and say, yes, I'm a bad guy. And I was a threat. He says, uh, hey, this guy pointed a gun at me in the in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And that can easily be charged by a prosecutor as assault with a deadly weapon, terroristic threat. Um, you know, it could even be uh, uh, something worse than that. It could be a felony. Um, so yes, even if you do do not discharge a weapon, uh, you need to talk to a lawyer. Well, that's interesting. So let's talk a little bit about what's gone on historically in the recent past. You know, 2020 was really the year of the defund the police movement. Uh, 2021, I think we all felt and saw the fallout of that. 
and I and I'm just going to speak for myself. I know that was kind of the motivation behind. Look, if if people aren't going to support law enforcement, you know, we really need to protect ourselves. I guess my question to you, Kirk, as the president of U.S. Law Shield, is is what's next? What should we know? You know, in the landscape of where our country is right now. Well, I think the, the, there's an obvious side and then a not so obvious side. So the obvious side is that firearm purchases went through the roof during this whole defund the police thing. I mean, we, we had just, it seems like 2021, month after month after month of record firearm purchases. So folks are taking, you know, taking this into their own hands. Mm-hmm. Um, the sort of not so obvious side is just the, the eroding of the, you know, the the confidence in the police, the police, you know, losing confidence in the circumstances where they can arrest someone or, you know, or, or go question someone. And then of course the criminals are now getting, you know, sort of this marginal confidence that they're not going to be, you know, questioned or arrested in marginal circumstances. Um, And really the only way to swing the tide, you know, back that way is through the elections that are coming up on the local level Mm -hmm. um, and on state level. And, you know, get uh, the right politicians in place and then a confidence back in the police and the police know that folks are behind them and then we can get the pendulum swinging back the other way. And that's a good point. The only way we can really affect change is is with our vote, right? So we've got to get the right people in there that it's just it it's mind-blowing to me that we've even gone through this. I watch the the news depending on which newscast you watch and um, it's frightening. It's frightening for a lot of people. And I think, like you said, Kirk, um, people went out and bought their own firearms. And if if we can't have police protecting us, then there we go. We got to protect ourselves. Um, so I also know that constitutional carry, which is also known as permitless carry, um, that law has passed and been been signed by governors in 25 states. I think it is so far, and many more are set to to pass that. Um, constitutional carry law. What does that mean for those of us who do have a permit? And, you know, I'll just ask the question that our listeners might be thinking. Could that open the floodgates to the wild, wild west? Uh, so a couple parts to that. If you do have a permit, um, absolutely keep it. Um, the permit is extremely valuable. There are a huge number of benefits to keeping that permit and, and many that you you would not even realize. So in most states, the permit hold, even though constitutional carry sounds so big and powerful and strong, uh, in most states, the permit holders have more benefits than the folks carrying without a permit. And that's, I'll just give an example. Missouri, uh, in Missouri, if you take your gun into a place where you're not allowed, if you have a permit, they're not even allowed to charge you with the crime. Oh. But if you are permitless carrying or constitutional carrying, you can be charged with a criminal offense for taking your gun into the same place. Uh, I've got a mi- you know million different examples in different states on that, but I'll I'll skip on uh, on some of the other benefits. Um, so reciprocity. Um, if you have a permit, and there are states uh, that don't have constitutional carry, that permit will allow you to have reciprocity with states that recognize your your state permit. Um, another one is school zones. Uh, most people don't realize that. Um, if and I'm not talking about taking into an actual school, but just going to pick up your kids from school or driving by a school, mm-hmm. um, that is technically a federal crime unless you have a permit from the state uh, that you are you are in. So if you were in Connecticut picking up your kids from school and you have a permit, 
you're fine. But if you are uh, without a permit or say another state where you can quote constitutional carry, that is technically a federal crime if you go to pick up your kids from school without a permit. So 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 that's why a resource like US Law Shield, in my opinion, is so valuable because there are so many questions and who do you ask, right? And as many of us get ready to travel, um, I know I'm not gonna be flying much this year because of the price of airline tickets has just skyrocketed. So it's gonna be probably a, a driving vacation. But there's another point. What do you do? Where can you take your guns? You know, we're here in the Northeast, right? We're here in Connecticut. Massachusetts is, you know, 20 minutes away. We've got Rhode Island right there. A lot of people go up to Maine. So there's so many questions about, I want to take my firearm because I have a permit. But again, I don't want to get in a situation where I'm going to find myself in legal trouble because that state doesn't have reciprocity, right? That is correct. And so uh, two, two solutions to that. If you are a member, you are entitled to call your uh, independent programming attorney in your state and ask them to walk you through exactly what you need to do to, to travel through those states. Uh, if you're not a member, you can Google uh, U.S. Law Shield Travel Guide and that will pull up. Uh, I don't know that we have all 50 states yet, but it, it will either give you uh, a travel guide for the state that you're interested in or if we don't have that state yet it'll give you a national travel guide and that can give you the ins and outs of the laws uh, in the states where you're trying to travel and there's so many pieces to it because it talks about you know whether you're taking a train whether you're going to go on an airplane all the different things i mean it's pages of pages of u.s information and you also touched on something i want to talk a little bit about and that is it u.s law shield utilizes attorneys in the state right so you have these folks called independent program attorneys and they're the ones that help you write the laws state by state so whether we're talking about a travel guide which is perfect timing right now for the summer and it is available i want to mention to folks online um, on the website. So if you want more information on that and on membership, I just want to give out the, the website a couple of times here, uslawshield.com. It's pretty simple, uslawshield.com. So that's where you can download the travel guide. And then there's also state by state, um, a gun law book, Armed and Educated, which is also co-authored by many of your independent attorneys. So what a great tool to have that state expertise from a legal standpoint available to everybody. Yeah, so there are, there are a number of websites out there. A lot of people try to sort of Google this and there's national organizations, um, people that think that they sort of know the law in every state or they've sort of accumulated the law in every state. But uh, we actually have independent program attorneys in every state whose job, who you know, they are Second Amendment supporters, and their job is to know the gun laws back and forth in their state. Right. How how much pushback do you get? Do you get any? Um, because I think it's so important for all of us to know that there's organizations like yours out there, and you don't want to get caught up in, in maybe one that, that doesn't fit. So why do you think a resource like this, um, like U.S. Law Shield, is so important right now in the world that we live in? Uh, I, you know, it's people are people and you just do not know who every every facet of the legal system involves some individual with a different perspective or a different background so it could be the you know the police officer might be great and the friendliest guy you've ever met when you know 
you, when you meet him after an incident, but the prosecutor may have been, you know, gone to school in a state farther west than uh, the police officer and may have a completely different attitude about firearms. And then when you get to the jury, you got, you know, 12 people on the jury who uh, may have vastly different experiences, may have grown up in a house without firearms, uh, may think, you know, may think anybody who would, you know, for gosh sake, why would anybody travel around in their car with a gun? Um, have just completely different perspectives than you and you know you think you need a lawyer start to finish to help yourself with that hmm. so what are the downsides you know when you you call it constitutional carry so that's your constitutional right to carry a licensed weapon correct um, but when you call it and some people call it you don't call it that permitless carry that doesn't sound good it, it does not um, you know we, we certainly uh, don't believe the government should be uh, in, involved in, you know, in people deciding, you know, who needs to go through what process to, to carry a firearm. Frankly, so every, uh, historically, every portion of the, what we'll say, the relaxing of firearm laws in our country has been met with resistance and sort of fear factor. Back in, uh, back in the 80s and 90s, when people started issuing carry permits, there was, you know, this outcry that there was going to be literally blood in the streets. And, you know, frankly, we did not see any of that. In fact, if anything, we saw a reduction in crime. Uh, Then the next thing was open carry. And oh my gosh, everybody, you know, everybody on the planet was terrified about open carry. And as you mentioned, is it going to be, quote, the wild, wild west? Mm -hmm. You know, frankly, we did not see that. Um, and then states started passing constitutional carry, uh, Missouri and Oklahoma, um, and there were outcries again. And frankly, we have not seen um, we have not seen the wild, wild west. Um, so hope, hopefully uh, things won't turn that way, but uh, we don't think that they will. Well, and you've got folks in your organization. I know that you, U.S. Law Shield puts on a number of events. And I was reading on your website, um, you, you've also got someone involved that can really speak to how a crime is deterred when someone has their firearm with them. So can you talk a little bit about that situation? I think it was a church shooting. Uh, well, so we had a church shooting where the, uh, so Jack Wilson actually defended uh, his his church from a shooter, but uh, he actually shot and, uh, shot and killed the bad guy after the bad guy had shot two other people. Um, so I, I don't know if that's a good example of deterring, uh, deterring folks, but yes, Jack, Jack Wilson, uh, at a church here in, uh, Texas, um, had a, had a person sort of a, I would say a deranged individual walk in with a shotgun under his jacket, um, stood up and started shooting in church and Jack Wilson got up and shot him. And, uh, e- even in that circumstances, it took him nine months to be cleared by the grand jury, even though he had defended all of his parishioners from a, a crazy guy with a gun. Isn't that interesting? And you think of the carnage that could have continued if that shooter wasn't stopped. And that's what I think. When I when I listen to, especially, you know, national newscasts about we got to get these guns off the street when there's a mass shooting, my thought process goes to, but what if somebody who's a licensed firearms owner was there at the right time so much of this could be stopped that's the way i look at it because let's face it most of these crimes aren't committed you know by licensed firearms owners 
and we're never going to, I don't think, in my my opinion, going to stop illegal firearms. We're just not going to stop it. It's just it's an, it's just like the drug pandemic. It's out there. What are your thoughts on that, Kirk? No, that's correct. And you'll notice most of most of these shootings take place in you know an area where the shooter knows or it's very it thinks that it's very unlikely that someone is going to be carrying. So the recent you know Buffalo shooting in New York, there are very 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 few people uh, with a firearm uh, that are going to be there to defend themselves. If you walked into a grocery store, uh, you know, in West Texas, uh, and op- open fire, you would probably have, you know, a third of the people in there carrying and start, you know, shooting back at you. Um, that's, you know, that's why the, you know, mass shootings like these typically occur in places they, you know, perceive as a soft target, like a church mm-hmm. or a school or, you know, maybe even sometimes the nightclubs. Uh, you just don't think of people in there carrying. You don't see a lot of mass shootings at monster truck rallies or gun shows or things like that. That's a really good perspective. And, and I know for a lot of our listeners, this is a bit of a controversial topic, but I believe it's important to talk about. And I believe it's important to make your own decision. Um, if you're if you're anti-firearms, that's fine, too. But especially in this world that we're living in. And like I said earlier, we talked about the defund the police movement. Um, and seeing the fallout of that. And for me, I just know I need to protect myself. I need to protect my home. And, you know, if you got a problem with that, then here's what I say. That's your problem. <laughs> I, I just, I, 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 can't, uh, I can't convince somebody the other way, nor do I want to. So, Kirk, what is your advice for people right now, given our environment? What are you seeing? What are you hearing as an organization that has 700,000 members? What is what are folks main concern right now? Uh, I think it is the it is the uh, crime the defund the police, the bail reform. Um, folks are just, you know, sick and sick and tired of relying on uh, other folks. And it's not just, you know, it's not just Republicans, it's dem- Democrats and Republicans and uh, liberals and conservatives. Um, you know, crime is one thing that I think most most people agree on. Um, so, you know, getting a gun or deciding to carry does not have to be, uh, hey, I'm going to have a gun and carry it 24 seven to every location I can be at. It can be okay, I'm a first-time gun owner, I'm probably just going to keep it at home, or maybe I'm just going to keep it, maybe I'm just going to keep it in the car. You you know, there's a full spectrum that you need to think about, decide what you're comfortable with. And that's a p- good point, too. You've got to have that comfort level. You know, my advice to people is you've got to be comfortable with the firearm that you own. I know I've gone through, you don't just go out, take the test, you know, spend a half day getting your permit and think, okay, I'm all set. I mean, this means going to a range. This means staying up on, you know, your skill set because you've got to be prepared and you've got to know what you're doing because the minute you pull that out, you've got to assume it's going to be fired, right? And and so that's what I focused on is continued practice, continued education, staying comfortable with that firearm, because you can't just put it away, put it in a safe and take it out, you know, once a year, every two years and think, okay, I'm all set. No, that is correct. So we do, we partner with uh, thousands of instructors around the country. And you would not believe the stories that we have heard of people who, first time gun owner, never touched it, never loaded it, Mm -hmm. you know, even thought of using it. And these folks, you know, suddenly decide they're going to run around, carry and defend themselves um, no matter, you know, where they're at. 
and we have heard from hundreds of instructors that there are folks, frankly, that you know should not be doing this. They need to get one educated and two trained, and then three practice with that firearm before they even think about taking it out in public. Absolutely. I really want to encourage people go to just go to the website and and check out all the resources that are there. It's uslawshield.com. And again, there's information there um, for all states. And if your state's not there, U.S. Law Shield is working on putting all that information together with their independent program attorneys. And especially as you folks get ready to travel, and if you are going to take your firearm with you, you really need to know what you can and cannot do because it can be disastrous. It can be expensive. You're going to need a lawyer, all those types of things. So better to be educated and smart about it um, than figure it out after the fact. So Kirk Evans, thank you so much. I really appreciate your your expertise and your advice to our listeners today. And, um, and we look forward to um, all the resources that you offer over there at U.S. Law Shield as you continue to build um, as the world keeps changing, you're up on things and you keep changing your resources as well. And I think it's just a great benefit um, to everybody out there. So thank you. You bet. Thanks for having me on. All right. And of course, we want to thank you for tuning in to this edition of News You Can Use right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.